0: Story Club is a national storytelling performance group. Story Club was founded in Chicago in 2009 by Dana Norris. In the past decade, Story Club has expanded to more than half a dozen cities, including Boston, Minneapolis, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. CNM was thrilled to bring Story Club to New Mexico in the spring semester of 2022. Students in the Department of Theater and Dance wrote, workshopped, and performed their own nonfiction stories for this seven episode podcast series. Enjoy the show! Crossing the Desert into Adulthood by Dan Dave Larson I'm part of a generation held hostage into permanent childhood. The millennial. The forever children. Few of us have had access into the markers of stable adulthood. Owning a house. Having enough things together that starting a family is a remotely good idea. Healthcare that doesn't bankrupt us. Basic stuff that a lot of us are never going to get the post 9/11 millennial never had a chance what i know now and not then is that an entire generation of baby boomers sold the future of average suburban teens like me well in advance of my first year of any participation in democracy we are a generation stuck with no path into real adulthood i'm certainly an adult now i guess when did that happen? Unionized labor? Non-existent. Endless housing development that will kill you without access to a car? Big check. An entire adulthood filled with large-scale active wars mostly caused by the United States to begin with? Sure. You can die for defense contract or imperialism or murder yourself daily at an establishment that slings meals made of heart disease and diabetes. What grand choice of the free market. Until the vast majority of those born before 1965 finally depart this earth, I don't know. This all might be too far gone. Society, I mean. The deck was stacked against the homely millennial from the start. Collectively, we as a generation have acted out in different ways. Stories and TV and movies, they show that grand gestures are the real markers of success and change, especially in the 80s and 90s. And they are not. It's the good stuff of stories for sure, though. Becoming an adult in the 21st century is a boring series of thousands of tiny tasks that would torture the greatest story makers in all of history to make interesting. The wealthier and more well-to-do of us millennials would take this out in cosplaying as adults with tattoos and absurd facial hair, goofy-ass clothes and boring jobs with fancy-sounding titles. The rest of us, I don't know. Me, at least. We'd brutalize ourselves via a series of grand gestures to kick off a chain reaction of adulthood. After my parents' divorce left my home life in shambles at 15, I thrashed and clawed my way as violently as possible to create an escape for myself. Dropping out of high school two years before all my friends, then getting a GED at 16, then going to college. It didn't grow me up any faster. It merely created an alienated large child. My 18th birthday arrived and departed with little fanfare. Nothing truly signified a change other than a legal precedent as to my technically an adult now status. I made as many moves as I could, got out of my mom's house, got two jobs, encroached upon some more college education, but I'm not bitter. Being thrust into a politically and economically hopeless landscape with no real route for escape except genuflecting fealty to the mechanisms of highly consolidated capital power? That builds character. Hell, my friends all thought so. Most of them eventually joined the military as a means of egress from economic hopelessness, as I did too, eventually. Before that happened to me, I made one last alternative thrash to escape. All my friends had graduated high school. I'd been out in the real world for some time now. Since the moment I turned 16, the now 19-year-old me had been working multiple jobs and saving, scrounging for cash in a desperate bid to move as far away as I could think. To the Pacific Northwest. To Portland, Oregon. I had the money and an apartment out there set up for me even before visiting. I was a bus ride away from a new life. I told all of my college-bound friends of my machinations to leave at a highly attended house party. My friend Andrew and other friends suggested that we all do something ambitious out in the desert together. Now, Andrew was just about the only person equally as daring as me in that group. He joined the Army Reserves at 18, well before I did. He'd go on to a bachelor's degree in political science, obsess over our roughly equal progressive left-wing politics, and end up being a professional MMA fighter. A natural progression into adulthood, of course. But back then, Andrew and I had matched voracious obsession for flirting with needless danger and absurd adventures, simply just to do it, even if 99% of it was just joking around. Andrew already had some professional army gear and real training. I didn't yet. Back at that party, someone suggested partying out in the Rio Puerco for a few days. The Rio Puerco is a massive desert expanse of varyingly dry and wet tributary directly to the west of Albuquerque. Its remote nature meant that it was prime ground for teenage off-roading and underage drinking. Andrew and I had higher ambitions, though. We were set on walking, hiking, a substantial north-south distance of this expanse as an endurance exposition. Well over 40 miles of walking, an impressive two-day hike and camping trip, a feat that started as a joke at a party to suggest to party more, which morphed into a reality of Olympian ambition. The other friends dropped us off. Ones that tepidly agreed to join our expedition at the party, even with no pressure. Everyone thought we were kidding and full of shit, and kind of brushed it off. Two days later, after Andrew and I had gotten all the supplies and planning done, they were absolutely out. I was in, Andrew was in, this was happening. They still dropped us off. Early in the morning, a little after dawn, say 7 a.m., Andrew and I prepped with meager backpacks of granola bars, beef jerky, a lot of water, and in hindsight, a dangerous lack of communication devices. A single disposable camera would document our journey, a potential explanation if we were discovered as corpses. I'm thinking current day. See, this was back in 2005, cell phones. The absolute shit Nokia bricks we had back then, they did not work out there in that expanse. No GPS, no map, just an idea of a path to the Route 66 Casino off of I-40, starting near the edge of Western Rio Rancho. Quick look at a big paper road atlas a few days prior. Got it. Head south. Find the massive casino display sign that lights up the casino. My footwear on this excursion was a pair of black slip-on loafers. Honestly, not all that bad in this soft sand A fancy formal moccasin, really. At the head of our trail... It's all tall hills and steep cliff drops. Discarded vehicles at the bottom of stark drops greet you at narrow passages in the beginning. This gives way to lumpy sun-bleached limestone formations and eventually soft, Sahara-like sands. We were out there. Abandoned farm shacks from ages ago, the feeble and failed attempts to tame this wilderness. This trek started early in the morning, Late March, spring weather. In New Mexico, certainly way out there, that meant blazing heat in the afternoon. Our water supplies were almost wholly spent by 1 p.m. Our clothes sweat through. But we could see that Route 66 casino sign, tiny in the distance. We were going to make it there in one night, instead of two days. The night prior, we excitedly crafted gritty, homemade sleeping bags out of trash bags and duct tape just to be more DIY, badass, Discovery Channel-worthy dudes. With the water and food essentially gone by late afternoon, save for what little water we had remaining in our camelbacks, and crossing into the softer river basin soil, we were almost trampled by a large herd of cows. A couple of the cows simply stopped short to quizzically ponder our existence. After that, I wasn't going to sleep on the ground out here. I was done. We could almost see the sign when we stood on the hills. We're almost there anyway. Well into the nightfall, the big Route 66 casino sign is so much brighter and still so tiny. There have been many crosses through barbed wire fences. Obviously, there were some separations of ranch property. It was stark out. Our flashlight's abysmal. We have enough light to see small bushes, and we keep slapping into nearly invisible prairie barbed fences. In early spring here in New Mexico, remote areas can get quite frigid at night. Our clothes are sweat through and heavy with wet yuck. We are smelly, muddy, dusty, and tired. When I'm tired and hurting, I'm a lunatic. I'm snapping at Andrew. We are no longer communicating. Because if he asks me something, I do that thing where I say something in a normal way that sounds like I'm preempting a murder attempt. At some point in the dark hours, Blackhawk helicopters are flying overhead. My looming desert madness feels like it's being further taunted. The sky is so much brighter than the ground or horizon. That casino sign is still so small. God knows how much later. We can see semi-trucks on I-40. Finally! The casino sign is huge, but still very distant. I'm shivering and catatonically furious at Andrew, myself, Inconsolable, we cross a trench and climb up into some trailer park. It's sometime near or after midnight now. I'm dehydrated and disoriented. I I don't remember anymore. We knock on doors and request a ride across I-40 to the casino. There is no way for us to cross safely by foot. Traffic aside, several deep trenches flank the interstate out there. Someone miraculously delivers us in their truck to the casino. Filthy teenage sunburnt me and my friend, we smell. We sit in the casino lobby and use a payphone and call our friend's parents so our buddy can give us a ride home. We were broken by our own hubris and survived. I know as our battered bodies made that nearly two hour drive home that day, we both felt something had changed. It may or may not have made us more capital A adults, but we crossed some line, some shared self-induced trauma. We cross that desert threshold together.